three, two, one. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Conversing with Chris and Misa, the podcast. As always, guys, co-host of the podcast, Mr. Misael is with us today. Thank you, guys. What it do, what it do. And the producer chair, our boy Joe, is back. Say what's up to the podcast, Joe. What is up, everybody? Joe. And guys, for episode 137, we have a very, very special guest on the podcast today. Uh, she's a longtime or former longtime uh, anchor here in the city of El Paso, member of the El Paso Women's Hall of Fame. Her name is Estella Casa. Say what's up to the podcast, Estella. Hey, thank you so much for inviting me. Hey, welcome, Estella. Thank you. It's nice a pleasure having you. you. Yeah. Yes. Thank yes. you. Nice being here. This is really awesome here. having you in here. Um, for a lot of people that um, are born and raised in El Paso, you've been a staple in the media, a staple in the community for many years now. So thank you for joining us. We really do appreciate you taking time out of your day to be with us. Give us, give her another round of applause, Miss. Triple horns for that. Dude. So, Mr. Stella, tell tell us a little bit about uh, what you got going on right now. Um, how you are, are uh, how you're getting by now in days. Obviously, you had your history uh, in media and and working with UMC. What do you got going on now? So, I am the creative brand strategist for the Viva Auto Group. We have 17 dealerships in El Paso, Las Cruces, Albuquerque, and Santa Fe, and uh, we. Um, I don't sell cars. Right. I sell image. So I'm in charge of the uh, marketing and advertising department. There are, well, there are several um, directors in that area. But uh, what we do is produce commercials in English, Spanish, uh, write, produce, direct, uh, and, and control the image that's going out. We also do the, um, the hard sell incentives coming up every month. And just uh, we do a lot of uh, community events as well because... The Viva Auto Group sells with purpose. It's not just about selling cars. It's about selling lifestyle. It's about selling image. It's about, you know, because many times the car defines, not defines, but maybe says a, a, a part of who you are, right? right. Um, what we drive kind of defines who we are. Um, if you have a sports car, you, you, you like you drive fast. If you have <laughs> a family car, well, you probably have somebody right. who plays in the soccer team. Uh, so, so it, it kind of defines who you are. Right. I'll buy it. What, what do you, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll take I'll it. Buy it. Whatever <laughs> car you sell. I'll buy it. It's funny that um, uh, we. It's funny that the timing of this because I bought a vehicle from Viva uh, Chevrolet. I bought a 2022 Malibu, okay. uh, Chevy Malibu. Thank and, you. And it was and it, and I noticed your plates when you drove up today. You had the pink plates, yes. the same that are in my car. And I had a great time at the dealership. I'm happy with the vehicle. Everything worked out. And then to have you in here, like doing the podcast with us, it kind of just like. Uh, comes all like together in a way, you know what I mean? So, so let me tell you how that all come to, comes together. Uh, when I was di- diagnosed with bilateral breast cancer in 2017, we started a campaign with Viva, the Stand with Estela uh, Fund through the El Paso Community Foundation. Since then, I have a foundation called the Stand with Estela Casas Cancer Foundation. And we raise money to give away free mammograms and to, uh, to provide wigs. And what my foundation does is raise money and gives money to different organizations so they can vet the people who need the wigs, who need the compression sleeves, who need the help. So um, uh, through that, it's been uh, it's been almost five years since we started that program. And um, it, it's a great support system because uh, women and families, because nobody fights alone, women need to know that they're not alone and they have that, that support. And so Viva Auto Group has also helped me raise money along with uh, Albertsons and a lot of different organizations who have given so I can give back. Right. Um, through that also, through that journey that I had to be on, um, I was diagnosed with uh, thyroid cancer in 2010 and I had a blog for that. But um, bilateral breast cancer was just something that really affects the community. Just just this week, somebody came into my office and said that their 22-year-old um, 
daughter of a friend was diagnosed with breast cancer. So, you know, it affects everyone, uh, one in eight women and one in a thousand men. So in that journey as well, I've written a book. It's called The Place to Anchor, and it chronicles my journey and how the community came together, how love of friends, strangers uh, lifted me through this journey. So that, that's what I'm doing now. So I do a lot of things. Uh, we have a, um, a 5K at Ascarate Park coming up on October 1st. And, uh, and I have a women's conference, a women's luncheon coming up on October 28th. So I'm very busy. And that's right. just a little side thing, thing that I do along with my full-time job. Right. Wow. Yeah. I mean, you, uh, obviously you have a lot on your plate and you've been very active in the community. And actually in 2011, you were also inducted into the El Paso Women's Hall of Fame. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. How did that make you feel being a native El Paso? Well, you know, when, when, it, when anybody gives you an award or a recognition, it's a it's really a challenge. It's a challenge to do better and be better. I've always believed that I represent myself. I represent my family. I represent my job wherever I'm working, and I represent my community. Uh, because some, I remember looking back, were there any Hispanics on TV doing news when I started? No. no. So there was nobody no. that I could identify with, really. Right. Um, you know, you, you admire the the, uh, the Barbara Walters and all, all those uh, great journalists along the way, but I don't look like them. And so um, I want to, uh, I didn't set out to do this. It just kind of happens, but um, it's a responsibility. It's a right. great feeling that somebody will recognize you for something that you've done, um, something that's maybe just a part of who you are and, and what you do. Um, I'm very grateful to that, but it is a challenge right. and it is a responsibility. The more you are given, the more is expected from right. you. Right. And that's what I was going to say. It raises the bar of expectations Absolutely. for you because now you're just not, you know, a media member, a journalist that is um, popular and, and uh, known in the city. Now you're actually part of the Hall of Fame. So it's like you're now in that elite group of people that uh, can be recognized for all the work that they do. So take us back to when you got into media. Uh, graduating from or graduating from UTEP but going in going to ASU um, how was all that why did uh, journalism uh, attract you as a career so when I was in high school when I, I started singing when I was in the sixth grade uh, and I wanted to be a singer that's what my goal was to be a singer was who was uh, like your your favorite well, like, oh. well my favorites were well Barbara Streisand and now Adele and, and, and so that realm Adele. and that genre right. of, of music that I like to sing in English right. and Spanish so I wanted to be a singer you know okay. all my life I wanted to be a singer I was a president of the choir so that should oh, tell no. you something oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. the choir the choir girl uh very shy Really, really shy. I was, I was uh, just kept to myself very right. much, uh, and I got a voice performance scholarship to Arizona State, and uh, I went off for a semester and realized that I wasn't cut out for that. You need much more than just a pretty voice to be a singer. You have to be a performer. You have to, you know. I was offered a five-year singing contract in Mexico City, oh, and wow. I said, no, no gracias, Whoa. no gracias. <laughs> That's um, crazy. I, I had to give up a lot of stuff, and I wasn't ready. I wasn't prepared. I wasn't probably mature enough to do that. So I came home and shifted gears and started doing um, production, product TV production. And I, and then all of a sudden, since I was given an opportunity to sing in Mexico City and record some songs on TV and Oimisma and all the all that stuff. Um, I got to be in front of the camera and all of a sudden I found myself in front of a camera after a three-hour interview at Channel 9 I was hired as a part-time reporter and then uh, a year later I was going to UTEP too and a year later uh, Channel 26 opened up in Espanol and I was offered a, a job there and I went over there as one of the founding journalists at Channel 26 in wow. Espanol I was there for eight years no for one year and then I went to Channel 4 for eight years and uh, I retired from Channel 7 after 27 years. Right. 
And yeah, you were actually part of like the longest running like uh, anchor, anchor team, team with Gary Warner. Right, with Gary, Gary Warner. Warner. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's it crazy. Way back. And, it, and, and it's nuts because like we were looking at um, those videos on YouTube, Joe. Just pull one up just <laughs> and share it just because like Same being able to, 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 to see like just how the landscape, the culture, the way people, the way people dress, the way media looks like everything is so like oh different gosh. now. Um, oh, and this is in 1991. Girl. This is crazy. And this <laughs> was actually, Carolina. this yeah. is with KDBC four, right? So that, yes. that was, um, that was like one of your first jobs here in El Paso. Well, no, it was channel nine and then okay. channel Channels. 26 in Espanol and then, and then channel these guys. four. Okay. Yes. So, so, uh, that was, uh, uh look at that hair. <laughs> <laughs> my, my mom had that hair too. Play that other one where it shows the, the football <laughs> game. Yeah. Dude. Oh the next my one, gosh. Yeah, Let's see. Now KTSM. This is 89. So this is 89. So this is before that. Sheesh. Yeah, look, yeah dude, Joe. Look how many, the, everybody had that hair. How many ants do we have that look like that, Joe? Well, let's hope they still don't yeah. look like that. Okay? No, we, we, have that. Yeah, we have evolved. We have evolved. Was that one there? So that's uh, David Garcia. He passed away sometime this year or I think last year. So, you know, a lot of people have come and gone. And uh, when you, I've been, I was on TV for 37 years. So that's wow. a long time. I started when I was two. I, d I don't think I worked with her, so I don't recognize her. Um, but, you know, that was a hair. I was, you know, wearing big hair from Texas. <laughs> from te yeah, the that's a, video, I think. definitely a Texas thing. Yeah, that's the wrong one. The other one yeah, was that is like the wrong three. One. I did work on like at Channel minutes. 9, but I just worked, uh, I just worked really part time there. It took me 25 years to earn my degree from UTEP because I kept, I kept, I kept moving up. Right. You know, okay. I, right. And I couldn't, I, I would take a class here and a class there. And so I just, I just couldn't finish, but right. um, I finished for my kids as an example. To okay. My kids. That's good. Yep. Yeah. Because it's hard when you got a full-time job, like you can't commit fully to school because obviously exactly. like, especially if you have to like that job for monetary reasons, you need that income. Chris is so, going like on his 15th year. Yeah. I've been going to UTEP since 2009. He's trying to get his and, GD. And that's okay. I'm almost done. As long done. as you finish. As yeah. long as you finish, right? You're not probably going to make more money because right. you have that degree, but that degree does open a lot of doors. Right. And uh, especially now, right. everybody needs it now. Before you just needed a high school diploma. Now you need not only just a, a degree, but you need a master's or a doctorate. Right. Right. So times have changed. Exactly. And so what do you miss about being in media? Is there anything that like you look back on and you're like, well, I, I miss being on the, the evening uh, newscast or is there like your coworkers that you miss? What is there anything in, in particular? Um, no, not really. I think for a while I did miss it, it when we went into COVID, mm -hmm. you know, cause I'm a people person. I like to be, I like to be with people surrounded by people and having right. conversations and we just didn't do that. And so that was, that was very difficult for me. Um, I, I really don't miss, um, I don't miss the hours because I would get up at seven, drop off the kids, go to exercise. Um, sometimes I would go and, and read to kids or do a spelling bee and then go into work and then come home for dinner or, or cook, cook in the mornings for dinner. And then I'd come home at six 30 and leave at nine and come back at 11. So oh, it, made, man, I'm already all stressed, in, yeah. it made for a very long day from yeah. seven to one o'clock in the morning. Cause you know, I, I would get home at 11 and I was all wired. I wasn't ready to go to right. sleep. You have to wind down. You wind down. So it was a very long day. And now, you know, I've done it three or four or five and I go, it's like, so what am I going to do? <laughs> so, um, so, so I'm, it's not that I'm bored. Right. I'm not bored, but I'm just so used to doing right. something that, um, I got to keep my mind active. So right. now I'm going to like a, like a Zumba class and then I finish my book. And so I, I'm always doing something because I'm, I'm afraid to slow down. Right. And when you decided to leave, um, when you decided like you were done with media, you're like, you know, I've had a good run. Uh, I've accomplished a lot. You know, the whole city pretty much knows who I am. Um, 
what decision or what goes into that decision to step away and say, let me start something new. Let me uh, turn the page on, on this chapter of my life. I just thought it was the right thing to do. When I, when I uh, helped raise money for, for the, the fund and now the foundation, I just thought it was the right thing to do going to UMC, uh, Children, UMC Foundation and El Paso Children's Hospital Foundation. I just thought it was what I was supposed to do. I didn't go off and I was the executive director of those four organizations. And so it was the... Uh, right and appropriate job to go to, not just a simple little job. You know, it was a it was a big job, and um, I, I stepped away because for many reasons. But one of the reasons also is that I didn't want to get sick again on TV. You know, people saw me with with wigs and with my fake eyelashes and my fake eyebrows and mm-hmm. and with with glassy eyes and just you know I and I just didn't want to do that again. And, right. and and the long hours or two were, were, were tough too. I yes, I miss my coworkers, um, but but that's about it. And I, I have and, a great and, life. Yeah, and then your now. story is real personal because you you were always like a very open to what you were going through and how you were uh, dealing with these problems and how you're meeting them heads on. And like I think there's even a YouTube video of you getting like a mammogram. Like, yeah, like, long, long time and, ago. and, yeah. and you were like, and like filming it and putting it out so that yeah. I think it was showing people that like, doing um, awareness. well, awareness, if I, but if showing, I could do it, right. If I could do it, you right. could do it. Personalizing too. it almost and saying, Hey, if Estella can do it, you know, maybe I'm not going through the same thing as she is, but somebody else I know, or right. a cousin, a teacher, somebody that I know is, and uh, it gives them faith and hope and being able to see someone that they can relate to. Uh, especially someone that was in your role and your capacity, it makes them like, you know, feel a little bit better. And it's interesting because I never thought about, you know, how you would feel going through that, all those transitions right. and then people reacting to that and all that stuff. So it, it's very interesting because I think a lot of people overlook how uh, your emotions, your the way things make you feel, you know what I mean? And so, you know, it's, it's crazy, but I, I think it's very um, good that you're so, like I said, open about it. Well, I think it's important. So what you saw, what you saw on TV is, is what you got. Right. And it's important because sometimes every, some people have a different persona on TV than they do in person, right? right. Uh, because it's a job or whatever you want to call it. But, you know, it's like what you see is what you get because I didn't want people to say, well, gosh, you're not the same person that you're on TV. And I just feel that if you're somewhere, you are not just here to take up space. You are here to make a difference and leave your mark, not only with your family, you know, because that's your legacy, right? Your legacy is your family. And I'm working very hard to, to leave a legacy with them and leave them enough money so they have to work. Uh, but also, yeah, yeah. Uh, but also, uh, just leave a mark. And if I had the platform, so that is where I, 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 they were filling, the doctor was filling uh, my breast with uh, saline solution. And that's when I took off my wig. And, and so um, women need to know that there's help out there. Women need to know that you have to be strong and that you have a support system. All you have to do is, is say yes and open up and, and ask for help. So, um, gosh, I hadn't seen the, those those videos in a long time. So we give away those garment uh, garment uh, little 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 garments for after a mastectomy. So, you know, a woman goes through a lot, and not just the woman because somebody's taking care of her. She's got a team of doctors, and but the family goes through a lot too. Right. My son was thirteen. Uh, my daughter was out of town, just got a new job. My son was in in um, in college. So, you know, it affects right. it affects everyone. Yeah. And how do you think? Um, like if you had like, I guess any, 
maybe not advice, but any like words of encouragement to anybody that might be diagnosed with, with breast cancer or thyroid cancer. Um, what is like the biggest piece of advice that you feel they could use or that they can take from your story? I think, I think that, you know, women always have to be so strong all the time for the family, for the job, for the everything, because we do have to work harder than men. It, it's still a man's world. It is still a man's world. But I feel that the biggest thing that I went through that, that really was life changing for me is the ability and the, um, the, the, the courage to be vulnerable. Right. To do what you did on TV. Exactly. Just like you, like, and you, and not only are you like speaking, like, uh, saying, Hey, like be vulnerable. You actually went out and did it on like, uh, on, on live news, like in front of everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, now that I look back, look at that wig and it's like, that was a $30 wig that I loved. I thought it was a real hair. <laughs> looks good. No, yeah. those, I wore wigs for eight months. That's also a different wig. Wow. And, you know, I was bald. I was completely bald. And uh, sometimes when I'd see myself in the mirror, I didn't recognize myself. I, I was so reading the, the, the type of breast cancer there that you had <laughs> is uh, extremely uncommon, you know, right? Compared to well, all, like the rest well, of like the uh, types it, of breast cancer. Well, uh, it's 2%. Right. 2% of women. So one in eight women will get breast cancer in their lifetime. There's several types of breast cancer. Cause I asked women, so what kind of breast cancer do you have? Well, breast cancer. It's like, well, what kinds do they don't know? There's There's types, right? They don't know. Well, my grandma so had it. She, she got chemo and she survived it. Yeah. Came yeah. back twice. She, she survived it. God's good. God, God is great. God is great. So uh, women need to find out what kind of breast cancer you right. have. So you can understand the, the chemotherapy that you're going to get, or if you're just going to get radiation, or if you can get implants, or you can get uh, different surgeries. So it's important for women to find out what kind of cancer they have. Because, uh, you know, I used to tell my, my doctor, he just came out, Dr. Valilis, he just recently retired. I said, you know, I think sometimes that, I'm, that uh, um, my platform, that I had the ability to tell my story on TV, um, I'm, I'm giving, maybe I'm giving false hope to a lot of women because not everybody has the outcome that I had. Right. And he said, no, don't worry about it, Estela, because you're an example. Keep doing what you do because some women never get it back. You know, no, some women, they never get the cancer back and they're, they die of, of heart disease or whatever. Some women, um, are like you and it comes back in a few months or, or whatever, or some women die in the process. So just keep doing what you do because, um, it's important to tell your story to right. other women. Yeah, and I think you make more, much more of an impact actually telling your story. You know what I mean? Like, definitely, you're affecting more people that way. Um, uh, one thing I wanted to ask you, and I don't know if you remember this, um, there was a news segment that you guys would do back in the day. It was called Estela Escuelas. I don't know if you remember this. Yes, of That's course. Old Dude, this That's is old school. So I actually think my class was on your show <laughs> on that segment. This was at Lindbergh before it was Mitzi Bond. And I remember because you guys, the, the news crew came in and like our class was on TV. It was a big deal. Like you were there. And I like I, I called my mom yesterday because I told her we were doing this interview. And I said, Mom, correct me if I'm wrong, but was there an Estella Escuela segment? Yes, of course. And then she was like, yeah. She's like, you guys were on that. Like you, not my brother and sister, but my class was featured in it. I just, I, that's something I'll always remember. Like, talk Chris to didn't, us Chris didn't go to school that day. That. No, I was there, dude. <laughs> he, was, he wasn't there. He yeah, wasn't he wasn't there. there. I was in there. The <laughs> so Estela's Escuelas was developed by a uh, consulting company from Dallas. Okay. We didn't come up with Estela's Escuelas, but uh, when my, my boss said, hey, we're going to do Estela's Escuelas, and I said, and, and you're going to do some uh, some board meetings and some and some controversial topics uh, concerning the school districts, and I said, no, we <laughs> do like, enough oh, of that. Yeah. We do enough of that. So it was uh, specific 
specifically for uh, positive things happening mm. in schools with teachers and with students. Right. And and so I, you know, everybody loved it. Everybody yeah, it was it. crazy. Do you, do you have any like or like a top memorable moment like during the news, like a blooper or something like that? Oh, that man, I there were so many. There were so many along the way. But my biggest, my biggest, I guess, success. Uh, was when I got a call from the White House to go talk to President Barack Obama, sitting President oh, Barack wow. Obama. So I was the only journalist in El Paso who got that call. Nice. And wow. uh, we, they flew us up there and we did a, we, I had an interview for five minutes and, and had to do the live from outside, you know, the White House. And that was pretty cool. So that right. was my, my, my biggest, I guess, success. But really, uh, what what was closer closer to my heart is the ability to tell people stories, right. their stories, to for them to open up and 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 talk about how what it was like to lose a child, what it was like to lose a, a you know a, a breast because of breast cancer, just just you know uh, different topics, and I love doing those stories. I always push for for people's stories in the newsroom as well. So I just have a lot of memories. I think somebody somebody asked me the other day. Uh, about a story that I did when I was at Channel 4 on Wednesday's Child. Also had a segment called Wednesday's Child, and that was features on hard-to-adopt children. And the very first um, child that I featured on that, uh, her name is Krista, and I don't know where she is, but um, it was she was skating on the, on the sidewalk, and we sat down on the sidewalk, and I asked her, uh, you know, what, what do you want? She says, you know, I'm a good girl. All I want is a family. So there's a lot of different stories that I've come across. A lot of people who've opened up through the years that are that 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 shake you to your core and remind you how lucky you are. Right. And so speaking about like storytelling and and getting um, getting to know people and and getting to talk to them. I mean, you sat down with Barack Obama. That's like one of the most amazing things that I would love to do uh, because I think he's just a good speaker. Like he's just somebody that is very intellectual. And if you're around people like that, you know, he was a president and he was the president. president. (laughs) First black president. Like that's a huge momentum or a momentous uh, moment in, in, uh, in history. history. And then to be able to sit down, even though it's five minutes, like yeah, five minutes, not a lot of time, but it's still impactful. And like, what did you think about that? Like, what did you think about that meeting with, Oh my gosh! I, I remember trying to prepare for it. Of course, I prepared. <laughs> right. You know, before beforehand. I've been so nervous. It's like Did you, you sleep? Five Did you minutes. sleep the night before? Uh, probably not. <laughs> uh, probably not. Uh, and uh, I had some questions ready. And uh, I remember walking in there. And uh, but before he walked in, they made me stand on a stool because he's so tall and I'm short. Right. They made me stand on the stool <laughs> and they turn all the lights on and they said, "Okay, were you ready?" And okay, you go, you get to go back. We will measure you again. And so I walked in and, and uh, he was already there and I got to step on the stool and just talk for five minutes. And it was, those five minutes went, went by really fast. Right. And then we finished, it was on the Trans-Pacific Partnership, which okay. is re- really was like NAFTA on steroids. Yeah, NAFTA. On steroids. And that fell through. You know, they, they, yeah. they interviewed me because uh, uh, Beth O'Rourke was on the fence. Uh, and so they wanted, he probably wanted his support and saw, thought, okay, the people of El Paso right. will we'll get listen to this, this and get right. behind this. So uh, we, we, we get done and the lights turn on and would you like to take a picture? Yes, I would. <laughs> and so, you know, we face the camera and I grab him. Like Uh-oh. this? Yeah. You had all the secret service all over you, huh? <laughs> no, no. But like a good, like a good Mexican woman, yeah, you know, you're the, like, the tradition is like, yeah. okay. Yeah, right, and I right. hugged him and they, were, they kind of went, I guess I'm a Mexican. You know, I wanted to, I wanted to represent. And I right, said right. at the end of my interview, I said, muchas gracias. So um, I think I think he probably appreciated that, and it was uh, certainly a, a magical moment for me. Right. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's awesome. awesome. That's great. Yeah. 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 Muchas gracias. Yeah. He was like, Chico Town, I want five. <laughs> He's like, de nada. 
<laughs> Give her a round of applause. Yeah, that's that. awesome. That's great. Yeah, Barack just hits her with a Donata. <laughs> all nice and, and, and chill. Like hey, imagine this. he's like, yo, you hear about Chico's? Yeah, like, yeah. girl. <laughs> okay. So. Yo, 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 yo. What it do? What it do? Hey, we know you just saw that fresh new intro. Wasn't that shit sick? Well, we couldn't agree more, guys. Right. We just collaborated with our boy Omar at Sun City Vibes to help create an intro that would take our podcast to the next level. Do you need help with your video editing and content creation to help elevate your business to the next level? Well, Sun City Vibes has you covered without a doubt. Yeah, that's right, guys. Whether it's a logo reveal, a music video, drone footage, or even t-shirt printing, guys, hit up Sun City Vibes for quality work and affordable price. Shit, Omar even made us a sick-ass hat. Look at this. It's a fresh-ass fresh. hat. Fresh. Shit's fresh. Fresh. So, yeah, guys, go help support those that support us and hit up our boy Omar and tell him Chris and Misa sent you from the podcast and help support a local El Paso business today. Let's go. Yeah. Yo, yo, Joe. Conversing with Chris and Misa, the podcast is sponsored by the top quality and handcrafted glass products made by INI Glass. What is INI Glass? Well, INI Glass products are blown locally here in the 915. And it ranges in use from pipes, pendants, jewelry, decorations, and even goddamn hummingbirds. And a lot more. So make sure to hit up our boy Aaron Lee at INI Glass and tell him your boys, Chris and Misa, sent you. All right, motherfuckers? So go ahead, go and support a local El Paso business today. So let's let's talk really fast. Uh, you said we only have about 30, 35 mm-hmm, minutes. So mm-hmm. we're coming up on 23 minutes really fast. T- tell us about your Viva Style podcast. Uh, you've had Johnny Cage on. You had um, Crystal Poppin. Poppin. My mm-hmm. wife is a huge Crystal Poppin fan. We've been trying She's to get awesome. her uh, on this podcast. We will one day. Um, but how like how did that podcast start and, and how's it going? So we have different topics. And, you know, everything, everything. Uh, I try to bring everything back to the automotive industry, right? Because it's a Viva Style right. podcast. Uh, and all the t- always it does go back because we're all affected. We all need to transportation to go to work or to school or to, to the soccer game or to, to wherever, whatever. And so we have a team who, who says, hey, well, I have so-and-so. Do you want him in? I said, yes, of course. So my goal is to, like this last one with Leslie Goncharoff, she... Uh, she is, uh, oh, I think we misspelled the name. Um, she is, um, she has horses and hens and she brings me, uh, eggs. And today, a matter of fact, I had, I had a green egg. Oh, nice. Yeah. And so, <laughs> so everybody, everybody is tied somewhere and somehow, and they all have stories. Everybody has a story. This, uh, 45 years of Viva El Paso. Uh, we talked about that and we gave away free tickets. Uh, we, we also talk about the mighty mujer. We're going to have an interview also coming up with, uh, somebody who's doing the Eagle in the Sun triathlon um, on the 20th of this month. Uh, remembering August 3rd, we went to shoot some promos at the Healing Garden at uh, Ascarate Park, and this lady was there. And I asked her, can I ask you some questions? So we got to talk to her. Uh, we got to talk to um, to Johnny Cage. You just saw that. And so um, it's just a lot of interesting topics because everybody has a story to tell, oh, right? Right. And, and is everybody's it, do you guys focus like... Um do you get kind of like focus like on El Paso in a way, like like making it like the people of El Paso telling their story? Yes, absolutely. Okay. So I know we did talk to uh, Quentin. 
uh, oh my gosh, no. Quentin Demps. Quentin Demps, yeah. and I think he's out of town, but he right. was uh, raising raising uh, money and and goodies to fill up uh, backpacks. Right. So yeah. that was kind of cool to do that Zoom meeting. Yeah, and yeah. I, w- I had never done that with in our podcast, so it's kind of fun. And I know I'll talk to anybody really. Right. Quentin yeah. Dempsey cool. is cool. Is that the we, soccer player, right? No, no, no. Quentin no, Dempsey is a football player. Football player. Football yeah. player, football player. He was yeah. on our pod. Yeah. We had him on yeah. the podcast too, and he was. Uh, he told us the story about when he got called for the NFL draft. And he was asleep and his mom had to go and wake him up. And he was a cool, he's such a cool guy. And yeah, we talked to him through Zoom and uh, he's got a great story and he really um, embraces El Paso. He has this foundation here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's really cool to see those people like, he's not from El Paso. He's from San Antonio he is. and he comes over here and like he makes a life for himself. And then now he's in Chicago, but he still puts roots down here. And it's cool because people like, there's a lot of people that do that in El Paso. So the the best thing that he told me, and that was really touching is he said, you know, I came here a boy and I left a man right. from yeah. UTEP. And that was pretty cool. Right. You know, yeah. when, when, when something uh, and a city and a school and the people here can uh, make a difference in someone's life. That's, it tra- that's a lot. It transformed his life. But did he, went, did he buy a car, though? Yeah, sure he did. For Viva. I bet you he did. He bought from Viva. Hey, I just want to make it clear. I know Chris just bought a car from Viva. That doesn't mean that every time you buy a car, Stella Casas is going to show up to your house and just say thank well, you. Well, maybe. Right? maybe. Maybe. She might. Yeah. She yeah. might. Yeah. You never know. There's going to be a raffle but, coming soon. Yeah. But yeah. Right. Well, you were saying like uh, how a city, a, a school, a, co- a city, a culture, everything can literally change somebody's mm-hmm. life because he went on and played multiple years in the NFL, made a good, a good amount of money for himself and now has a, a very good, uh, prosperous post NFL career, which is, mm-hmm. you know, not always the case. But uh, so let's do this, Estella, before we wrap this up, we're coming up on 28 minutes. Uh, we do have some five random questions for you. Oh, gosh, uh, so let's we're gonna, see if I can answer them. Yeah, we're going to do that. So does anybody know what time it is? Does anybody got the time? Time? You have a time? Anybody, anybody with the time? 1237. Well, that's that's pretty close. But actually, it's time for the five random questions here at Conversing <laughs> with Chris and me to the podcast. Hosted by your boy, Chris Marcus. Sheesh. Right, she, was, she was close. Yeah, she was she close. Was, she she close. almost close. got the time. Almost had it. Almost. She was right there. Yes. But, okay, guys. So we have Miss Estella Costas in the building once again. Mm-hmm. Thanks for being here. And like we always do with our guests, guys, we like to, you know, get them on the hot seat, ask them some five random questions. That I don't have to answer. (laughs) No, if you don't have to answer if it's too crazy, but they're random. They're nothing crazy. No, no controversial topics, anything like that. So uh, question number one, uh, let me get some music here, Misa. This is Stella Casas. What is your favorite holiday and why is that holiday your favorite? Christmas, because I get to give gifts to my kids and the people that I love. Okay. Stella, that was guys. like that. <laughs> oh, man, dude. No, I feel like a piece of shit. And, yeah, right? And, and, yes, and you know, there's always a message behind that, right? You know, right. it was when Jesus was born. Yes. Right. Yeah, definitely. Do you, do you have that. a favorite Christmas movie? Uh, no, not really. No, I love no. Home Alone. The original the Grinch, Home Alone. Man, that, That's the Grinch. always fun. That's always fun. But no, we, we have favorite Christmas songs that there we like go. to sing. So yes. Okay. Oh. What's your favorite uh, Christmas song to Carol? Uh, well, uh, we Ooh. wish you a Merry Christmas, right? Oh, that's hey, that's a good, a good one. But, but, but Feliz Navidad. I, I, <laughs> I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. Yes, yeah. that's a good one. Okay, question number two. Mrs. Stella, with uh, you know all the crazy things happening in, in the world, 
what do you envision uh, the future like in about 50 years? Oh, in 50 years, so my kids will be all grown up as well. Um, I I wish for them and for everyone to have um, a, a happy a happy life and with children because I think children are the ones who carry on who we are. Um, not everybody has to have children, but right. but and not, not everybody does. But I think that's one of our biggest accomplishments in in life. And I want to be successful. And uh, I see, gosh, I mean, it has changed so much. I think I think COVID pushed us into a new into a new era of technology, and we went in faster than probably we were ready for. Right. So, so I see that continuing. We're gonna have flying cars by chance. What do you oh, think? Do you gosh. think that your your old your old hairdo will come make a comeback? It's probably. Always, it's always in style. Yeah, it's always in, in style. Texas. <laughs> yeah, in Texas. You're right. Dude, the nineties right. the nineties style and culture will come back one day. Everybody will start dressing like that. They already again. do. They already do. <laughs> they already do. Yeah. We're old. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No. Question Maybe number three. Know. Let's get some more music here. Mrs. Stella, out of all the events that have ever occurred in history, which one do you wish you could have been there to report on? Ooh. World events? So um, I, I, I was there to report. I was there to report the August 3rd shooting. Right. I was actually on the phone with a friend of mine who called me, who had called me and said, Hey, Stella, I, I don't know about Andre. Uh, he hasn't called me, and I know that he was going to be at Walmart. Well, he was one of the victims. Yeah, wow. he's, a, he's a good friend of mine, yeah. and his brother Tito and yeah. Jordan, yeah. Yeah. his yeah, wife. Yeah. Friends so, from high so uh, that was that was life changing for me. Um, I th- gosh, I don't know, maybe maybe uh, the Berlin Wall coming th- right. down. Uh, gosh, there's just so one. many world events. I remember also covering uh, the not out there, but covering. I would have maybe liked to have been. Uh, with the with the big earthquake in Mexico City, I reported on that. That was a big one. Uh, the Challenger explosion. Right. Yeah. That was and that so, was so literal. Were, they, yeah. Yeah. I, I would have. So, I think I would have liked to be like at the end of World War Two, yeah. like being able to report like all like, like the, the end, of, end of it, but then all the crazy stuff that they found out that happened later. That, that yeah. later. Yeah. You know I, what I mean. And and I was I was on the air also nine eleven. Right. You know, yeah. Reporting it from here. So I, I I've been very fortunate to be able to cover some of those very. A life-changing right. and, and big events in history and that comes with the longevity you know if you're doing it for mm-hmm. 27 years you know things happen and, things and, happen. and you're Lots able of things and happen. you're there yeah and you're there yeah. and you're the one reporting on it okay so question number four misa a little bit more music miss estella um this one i don't know i don't know how this one is gonna go but do you have a like a favorite like hidden gem of El Paso, like a place that like nobody really knows about, like a restaurant or like a place to get a drink that is like your favorite? But she's not gonna tell you, Chris. <laughs> yeah, that's why she doesn't want you showing up. No, no, no. But that just somewhere that like she thinks is like this is like a great place, like there's something great about El Paso that maybe not everybody would know about. My house is a gem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Delicious chile con crema that everybody Ooh. loves. I'm famous for. I make some some good uh, pozole that, that people enjoy. Red or I green just, though? Red uh, or green? Uh, green. Ooh. Green. Green. Uh, and not pork. It has to Chicken, be a, a, right? carne de cebrada. De cebrada. Oh. De cebrada. Um, she knows what's up. And so, so um, there's a lot of great places, and I like to support local. Okay. Uh, I like Garufa. That's that's local. We just went to Hueso last night, uh, and that's part of a, the Corralito system, and it was very good. Um, I heard that Casa Pantera is very good, and I ha- I haven't been, so I can't say yes or do no. Like, but do you like uh, Cafe Italia? 
Cafe pizza? Italia as well. I don't. I can't. I'm lactose intolerant, so I don't eat pizza, but I'll eat the crust. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if the crust is good, uh, that's right. It. The crust is good, and a, and a nice glass of red wine. But uh, I, I think I'd like to give everybody a chance. I like, I like. Uh, gosh, what is that place called that has a the uh, the, the seafood place? Villa del Mar. Villa del Mar. Um, and and uh, you like Little Shack. Little Shack. Little, little Shack. Oh, little Shack. I love Little Shack. Shout out Little Shack. Love Little Shack. That, their the orange salsa. Yes. Ahi tuna so tostadas good. are my favorite. Oh, yeah. So I, I, I just like, I like to re- support, support local. local. Like you said. Okay, 1700 downtown. Uh, Cafe Central. Even Cafe Central. Central. Anson, Anson Eleven. Ambar. 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 I've never been yes. there. I've heard of it. And then the one that I, I went to, Park Tavern, was really nice. That's too. very nice, too. I'll and take you there the after scallops. this, Chris. Yeah. Let's yeah. do it. I'm down. Let's go. Okay. So you, you got to support local. Right. Yes, it is very important for sure. You're taking me to He's like, I'm waiting for Joe to say me, so I'll take it, too. Okay, last question here. A little bit more music so we can wrap this up. And this one is from Joe. This is a question directly from Joe. Is Chico's Tacos roll tacos or are they flautas? I need the honest answer. Here. I need the honest answer. Well, the flautas in, in my book, in my name, uh, in my understanding of it right. are dry. So those are tacos. Right. Roll tacos. Roll tacos. And, and yeah. chili sauce. Yeah. Ah, I never thought about okay. it like that. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Straight, there it straight is. from she a still. my mind right now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> He's speechless. No, I'm yeah, like, say a she, word. She just ended that whole war right yeah, there. Flautas are, flautas are dry, and you dip them in the in the guacamole or whatever. Right. But the rolled tacos are are wet. Right. And they're, Once yeah. you start introducing liquids, that's yeah, all are you a fan no of chicos? flautas. I refuse to answer. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, no comment. On okay. that. <laughs> All right, no, guys. Every, everybody's yeah. everybody's a fan of Chico. Yeah. Everybody right? likes That's Chico's. Right. Yeah, I like the burgers. Chico's. I like yeah. the burgers. Not Chris. Yes. Okay. I just like the burgers. The only thing I like, what I was going to ask, it's fifty years into the future. Is Chico still not accepting debit cards? <laughs> is that still is that still something no, that's no. happening? In it's fifty crazy. years, they will. What's crazy is that they have an ATM right there. They're like, get your money on, give me cash. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we don't want no chargebacks coming back. Okay. So, guys, we're going to go around the studio here, give our final thoughts on today's podcast. Let's start with Joe. Mrs. De La Casa, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to be with us. I admire what you do. My mom was like, who's your guest today? I was like, Mrs. Casa. She's like, what? I told my grandma. She's from Juarez, but she remembers seeing you on TV. In Espanol. And thank you so much for being here with us. You're welcome. Guys, love you guys. Happy to be back. Misa, final thoughts today. Yes, Miss Casas, thank you so much. It's it's so great to, to finally meet you. I've, I've seen you, and I think I've said hi to you uh, somewhere at store or something. But um, it's nice to to hear your story. Uh, I think you're such a strong person, and that's really someone to admire. Um, thank you so much, everybody listening, guys. Um, Viva, go buy yourself a car. <laughs> just go do at it. Viva, we have 17 right. dealerships. Yeah. Yeah. She, might show, she might show up. She might show up. She might show up. We can get you any brand you she want. She might show up. But uh, also, guys, make sure you guys stay safe and stay fresh. This is Stella. Final thoughts on today's podcast? Gosh, on me. Well, thank you for the opportunity. Um, I, li- I have a lot of things that going on. And at the end of the day, it all benefits the community. Uh, people ask me, why do you do it? Again, well, I want to leave my mark. But I, I've, uh, because of the platform that I had and the stories that I told, I realized and I know all the deficiencies and all the all the things that are missing in El Paso. So if I can help fill that little gap, I'm going to do it. So thank you for allowing me to come and, and, and share this uh, afternoon with you all uh, to tell my story and to um, have fun. You know, round of applause. Well said, well said.
Mr. Stella, we do thank you for being here today. Thank you for, for answering uh, when I messaged you on Instagram. Uh, it was very nice of you to get back to me so fast, and we were able to plan this, and thank you for being here. Uh, I really do appreciate it. It's a big deal for us as a podcast mm-hmm. to have you on. You're a local legend, a member of the Women's uh, uh, Hall of Fame here in El Paso, uh, so that's a big deal. Uh, thank you for everybody who's listening, everybody who follows, follows us and supports us, likes us on Instagram, subscribes to our YouTube channel. Uh, with all that being said, guys, we are... Oh!